guide us into all truth. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Did y'all have enough on the test? Hallelujah. Was there anybody else that didn't take the test? Okay. Um, uh, Sister Deborah, can you, I think they can hear me in the, uh, in there going over in the kitchen. So can you open the building for um, Rico and Jennifer? Well, you know what? They can go in the kitchen because I'm not going to do my review because I'm going to do something after I teach on the prophets. We'll do that quickly. They can go in the kitchen. Praise Jesus. We thank God for the teaching that we have had, dealing with the apostles. So now we're going to talk about the prophets a little bit. And what I'm going to do first is um, like we started out um, with Jesus as an apostle, we're going to talk about Jesus as being a prophet. And we're going to look at what a prophet means. Now I'm going to do a definition for the Old Testament for prophet, and I'm going to do it for the New Testament for prophet. But what I'm going to be speaking mainly on is the Old Testament definition, and I'll tell you why. Now when we look at a prophet, it says a prophet is a spokesman for God, one that speaks on behalf of God. And we know in the Old Testament, when the spirit of the Lord come upon those prophets, they were a mouthpiece for God. So when God would give them a word for the people, they would give the word unto the people. So when you go out through the Old Testament, when we look at, um, first of all, Samuel, the Bible tells us that not a word that Samuel spoke fell to the ground. That's because Samuel was a um, prophet. He was a mouthpiece for God. He was speaking on the behalf of God. And this is why in the beginning with Samuel, when you go in um, the first um, chapter of Samuel, you see how his life started. He was priest and he was prophet. And God, when he spoke to Samuel, Samuel had to get used to God's voice because the word of the Lord was not... Um, open unto them the word of the Lord was shut off from them so he um, had to get used to hearing God's voice and when he did he began to speak what God was saying and if you read on through the book of Samuel you will see that when they saw Samuel coming they respected Samuel because they knew he had a word from the Lord so they had a fear about them they had an awe about them because they knew he was speaking the word of the Lord. He was going to bring the word unto them. So when you look in the Old Testament, you see how prophets, they would give a word from the Lord. Another example was in dealing with um, King Hezekiah. And I think that was, uh, was it First Kings, the 20th chapter? I'm not for sure. But anyway, it was dealing with King Hezekiah. When Isaiah come to him, which was a prophet, and Isaiah began to tell him um, what the word um, it was. It's, um, no, Second Kings chapter 20. Isaiah came to him and was telling him to get his house in order. God sent a word through Isaiah, so he was a spokesman um, to Hezekiah to tell him what God was saying unto them. Now, back under the Old Testaments with the old prophets, their word 
the word of God had to be on point because they were hearing directly from God. Now, if they spoke something opposite unto what God was saying, that would mean death. So they had to make sure everything that God was saying, they gave it precisely the way that God had given it unto them. Now, the reason why I'm going over all of that is because I want you to understand dealing with Jesus as being a prophet. Now, Moses, he was introducing Jesus unto Israel. Moses let um, the people know that they were going to have a spokesman that would speak on the behalf of God. And that spokesman would be Jesus himself. So Moses was preparing um, Israel for the prophet that was going to come, which was going to be the Messiah that they spoke about. Let's look at um, Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. And this is what it's saying. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. So what Moses was telling them that God is going to raise up a prophet that's going to be amongst your your brethren. So Moses was talking about Jesus and Jesus was going to be just like Moses. Moses went to God. He talked to God face to face. And as he done that, then he brought what God was saying to the people. So these prophets that stood before God, they, um, God gave them the word and then they gave the word to the people. Remember when Moses first started out, Moses um, did not want to go to the people because he said, I'm not elegant in speech, you know, when I talk. But God said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the word. You give it to Aaron and Aaron will speak on your behalf. But you are my spokesman, Moses. So this is what Moses was telling the people. God is going to send you a prophet that's going to be amongst the brethren. He was speaking forth. Um, foretelling what was going to happen, and that spokesman was going to be Jesus. This is verified again in Acts 7, verse 37. In Acts 7, verse 37, this is Stephen, or Stephen, when he began to talk um, about um, from Moses on up, um, dealing with Jesus. And this is what he said. He said, this is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall you hear. So Moses was preparing them for the prophet that was going to come, that was going to speak on the behalf of God. And that is Jesus Christ himself. So let's see what Jesus was um, doing when Jesus came. Remember, we first talked about how Jesus recognized, first of all, his call as being an apostle. We determined that in um, Hebrews 3.1. But then Jesus recognized that call by always saying that he was sent by God. So we know one that's sent by God is an apostle. But there was another thing that Jesus was decreeing and declaring, even in the midst of that. Go with me to John, the 17th chapter, verse 8. John, the 17th chapter, verse 8. And it says... For I have given unto them the words which thou gave me, and they have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I'm going to read it again. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, 
and they have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. That's talking about the call of a prophet and the call of an apostle. So Jesus was saying, they believe um, that you sent me. Why? Because of the words that Jesus was speaking. Do you remember um, even with Nicodemus and he said that, um, let's go to John, John the third chapter. St. John the third chapter. And this is what Nicodemus was saying. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou does except God be with him. So Nicodemus recognized the miracles that was done. This was Jesus walking as an apostle. Now, why am I bringing this out? Because under the Old Testament, um, they um, was talking about the coming Messiah. And they were giving them clues um, to recognize him as an apostle and him as a prophet, as a spokesman from God. So when they began to see some of these things that's happening in Jesus' life, they knew that God had sent him and they knew he was the coming Messiah. They knew he was the one that God was sending to Israel. So this is how um, they would say that this is Jesus. Because when Jesus said, for I have given unto them the words which thou gave me, Jesus would not give anything opposite to what the father would have for him to give because Jesus was getting the word from God and he was speaking on God's behalf so they knew that everything that Jesus was doing it represented the father so the ones that um um honored him for who he was knew that he was sent by the father because he was speaking the word that was coming directly from God when we look at John again when we look at John um, verse chapter 1 verse 14 it said the word was made flesh and dwelled among us Jesus was actually the word Jesus was actually God himself coming down here on earth and speaking forth the words of God so that was a prophet he was a mouthpiece for God he was the word himself so everything that Jesus spoke he did not speak opposite of God he spoke the word he got it directly from the father he became flesh the word became flesh and dwelled among us and they said we beheld his glory so we have to understand that when a prophet began to speak on God's behalf those words that he speak are not his words they are God's words because he stand before God and he get the word from God now this is what I want all y'all to understand where people are getting it mixed up with the prophet now we have to understand that the prophets in the old testament when you see all the the prophets like Isaiah Jeremiah Ezekiel um Obadiah, all those prophets that are in the word of God, these were books written by them because they um, stood before God and they wrote these books that we're talking about. Jeremiah, um, this is the book of Jeremiah. It talks about lamentations, which come from Jeremiah. You look at Moses, everything that Moses wrote, he wrote only as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. He only wrote what he heard from God. So these prophets, what you're getting in your Bible is what the Holy Spirit gave them. Now check this out, y'all. Everything that the Holy Spirit gave them was written, right? So our whole Bible that we have now, 
This is where people are getting things mixed up. A prophet does not bring a new revelation. They cannot give you nothing except what was already written. And people are taking the word of God out of content and say, God is doing a new thing. Now, let me back that up. When we say new thing, we're going on what the word of God is saying, not creating something new because everything that needs to be done was already written. It's not going to be done again. So when you hear prophets prophesying outside of this word, that's a lying prophet. That's why it's so important that you know the word and what the word is saying because these Old Testament prophets, they only spoke as God gave it to them and it was written. So it's not going to be changed. Everything that you see written up under the prophets, that's what's written. It's not going to be changed. So when Jesus come forth, Jesus was still decreeing and declaring. He was a spokesman for God. He was walking as a prophet for God, and he was bringing what God was saying from heaven to the earth. This is what Jesus was doing. Let's look at another scripture in John, St. John's 12, 49 through verse 50. Jesus spoke the word of the Lord. John 12, 49 through Verse 50, it says, for I have not spoken of myself, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Let me say it again. For I have not spoken of myself. See, this is the first thing we got to understand. When God sends someone with the word, he's not going to send them outside of his word. It's going to be his word. It's not our word. It is God's word. This is why he say you cannot add to my word. You cannot take away from my word. It is his word. So Jesus said, I have not spoken of myself, but the father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. So Jesus is making that clear. The words that I'm speaking to you, they're coming directly from God. They're not coming from me. He said, I know that his commandment is life everlasting for whatsoever I speak. Therefore, even as the father said unto me, so I speak. Look how many times Jesus is saying that he said, I'm only speaking what the father is commanding me to speak. I'm not going to go outside of the father. See, Jesus is um, putting all of this down because, see, when Jesus go be with the Father, he is setting that ascension gift within the body of Christ. And if you see a prophet that's within the body of Christ going outside of what the word is saying and trying to write something new, you don't hear that prophet because that's not coming from God. So Jesus was letting them know everything, and, and this is what I'm going to tell you too. Um, we're going to get into this as well. We have to understand today we're going to get to the ascension gifts dealing with the prophet in the New Testament. Jesus was a spokesman that was still up under the old. Remember, he, he was presenting the new, but he hadn't left to be with the father yet. So he was um, letting them know this is how it's going to be. But he was still being a spokesman from God, telling them this is the pattern that God wants to leave here when I go back to be with the father. So let's look at something else. Jesus foretold. We know that a prophet will for um, foretell that mean what's happening in the future now guess what he foretold in Matthew 24 y'all know he was telling about the end times what was going to happen this is what's going to happen but he said the end shall not come until the gospel is preached all over the world right but he was given signs 
Now, if anybody go outside of what was already foretold, y'all, it's already written. Don't let nobody get on television and say, well, let me tell you what uh, God just showed me last. Now, he showed you behind nothing. It's already written. And some people that's not in the word of God, I say, did you hear what? That's a prophet. Come on, please. It's right there for you to see it plainly. He cannot, he or she cannot write something new. It's already written. They can't even take credit for that because Jesus already foretold of what was going to come. That's what a prophet does. But it's not going to be outside of God's word. You can find that in Matthew chapter 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. All of those gospels is where Jesus were foretelling what was going to to come. Now, remember, Jesus is not here with us, but Jesus left the word, did he not? The things that's in these chapters, is it not happening today? So, see, that's why we have to follow through with the word of God to know it's already written. And some people say, oh, that must be a prophet just because a a person prophesied does not mean that they are prophet. And we're going to go into that too because some people think because people come to you and they give you um, encouragement, they edify you, they build you up, they're prophet. No, that's a part of the nine gifts of the spirit. All of us in here that have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that has um, that have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, if um, the Spirit choose to stir up that gift of prophecy in you and you begin to build up and begin to edify, that does not mean that you are a prophet. So, see, we have to understand that. We got some people thinking, oh, that's a prophet because, no, you're going to have to understand the call of a prophet and how a prophet operate before people give somebody that title. When you don't have clear understanding, you got the enemy putting in people's minds that they're prophets. And let me tell you something. A prophet is going to go on nothing but the word, and a prophet is going to be in prayer, going to be before God, so that prophet can, this is what a prophet do. That pointing finger right there, they point you to Christ. They point you to Christ. Remember, the apostle governs, pioneers, and all of that, but that prophet is going to point you to Christ, going to point you in the direction of Christ. We're going to go into that in the next section to let you know how the prophets operate in the New Testament. Y'all, it's totally different from the old because let me tell you how it's different. We're going to go into it. Okay, in the Old Testament, they didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They had the Spirit to come upon them. This is why David, which was a prophet himself, when he messed up with Bathsheba and he knew he messed up, he said, God, what, create in me a clean heart, renew the right spirit in me, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. See, he knew the Holy Spirit come upon him. The Holy Spirit was not indwelling him. So he said, don't take the Holy Spirit from me because the Holy Spirit that come upon them allowed them to speak on the behalf of God. David said, don't take that away from me. But in the New Testament with the prophets, guess what? We don't have to have a prophet to come in here and say, Miss Deborah, God said this to you. You can have that relationship. You can hear from God yourself. So we don't wait on a prophet to tell us, how's this going to go? How's that going to go? Now, don't get me wrong. A prophet is only going to come in here and confirm what you're supposed to already 
know concerning where you already been in the word of God. Some of us are following prophets because we're too lazy to follow the word. This is true. If you put profit up on buildings, it'll be flooded. And that prophet got to show off and start being a line prophet to keep everybody that got in the building. One day they'll tell Teresa, girl, I saw you with a nice car. And then when that well, girl, did you think about getting a house? They got to keep you going. Why? Because they want to keep the building full. But that's not a true prophet of God because a true prophet of God is going to point you to redemption. It's going to point you to the things concerning the word of God so you will grow in maturity in the body of Christ. So I'm not going to get into all that tonight, but I want you to know where Jesus stood. Remember I said that Jesus appointed um, disciples, he appointed apostles, but he did not appoint any other of those gifts in the body of Christ. But Jesus was um, living out that those gifts dealing with apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and pastor. He was living them out, but he didn't never appoint them while he was here on earth. They just walked as apostles, the ones that were sent. They were the ones that were being trained because he had another plan when he went to be with the Father. But he wanted to be in the midst of the church and all five of them. Jesus was wanted to be in the midst of us when he sent those gifts all of them representing him and how we should be in the body of Christ so we see that Jesus foretold and let's look at John 4 y'all know it's when he met the woman at the well right this is when Jesus met her at the well and John 4 16 through 18 this is what it's saying John 4 16 through 18 Jesus said unto her go call thy husband and come hither The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thine husband. In that saith thou truly. Now, this is what was happening. This woman, when Jesus said that, I mean, when Jesus said this to her, she knew he was a prophet. You know, by how he was speaking unto her. Jesus didn't say he was a prophet. But Jesus was operating in a word of knowledge. Jesus was operating in the gifts of the spirit. So she knew nobody could have told you that. So you must be a prophet. So she, Jesus didn't announce that he was a prophet. What am I saying? Whatever your call is, you don't have to tell nobody. Because if they're in the word of God and they know what the word of God says and they know how a prophet operate, when you begin to speak forth, they're going to know the prophets that's in the room. So you don't have to let people know I'm prophet this and I'm prophet that and this is what God called me to do and you don't disrespect me. And what is master prophet? (laughs) Call me master prophet. Don't just call me prophet. I'm master prophet and I got little dogs up under me. No, all that's, come on y'all. All that's a bunch of foolishness. By the time they get through letting them know what a master prophet is, you'll be like, come on now, I ain't never heard of that mess. But they're trying to do all of this just to be lifted up. It's not about all of that. So we see that they recognize Jesus as being a prophet because Jesus was speaking forth 
the words that was coming from God because Jesus was God himself, but he was letting them know I've been with the father. So as the father is giving me these words, I'm bringing these words to you. And guess what was happening when Jesus was presenting what the father was saying and doing, it was happening here on earth. So they knew this, I must be in the midst of a prophet. So be careful who you call a prophet. Now, one thing I want you to know about a prophet um, Jesus brought this out that a prophet is not even honored in their own hometown because the reason why when we look at Matthew 13 verse 53 through 58 I'm reading the Amplified Matthew 13 53 through 58 says when Jesus had finished these parables these comparisons he left there and coming to his own country Nazareth he taught in their synagogues so that they were amazed with bewildered wondered and said where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers is not this the carpenter's son is not his mother called Mary and are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and do not all his sisters live here among us where then did this man get all of this and they took offense at him they were repelled and hindered from acknowledging his authority and caused to stumble but Jesus said to them a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. And he did not do many works of power there because of their unbelief, their lack of faith in the divine mission of Jesus. So we see that Jesus was not honored in his own hometown because they was looking at him as being the carpenter's son. They was not looking at him based on what God has sent him to do. Jesus was giving them the words of God he was delivering that so he could it's not that he would not do miracles before them that he could not do them because of their unbelief so what I'm laying down tonight is to let you know first of all Jesus was a prophet first that walked amongst those um, disciples those apostles he was letting them know about a prophet and what a prophet does so Jesus did never put anybody in the church except he had already walked in that call and walked amongst them so I'm stopping here tonight with that because we got more we want to go over with the prophet some things that I have said in the New Testament I'm gonna go back over them next week if it's the Lord's will um, to help you to understand that be careful around people that's always trying to honor their title of prophet you know some people when you when um, they tell you something and people don't want to hear it, someone will say well I'm a prophet and I know I'm a prophet and I know God sent me to tell you so if you don't want to uh, accept it then you just die in your mess no a prophet brings correction but they do not bring curses they do not speak um, ill will on you they do not do that because guess what y'all that's why I'm telling you how the uh, prophet's supposed to operate up under the new covenant because Jesus done away with the curse of the law why would he send you a prophet to tell you you're going to be cursed today if you don't get this right this is what's going to happen to you that's not God because Jesus he done away with all of that now that prophet will come to build you up to encourage you to edify you and a prophet is going to operate in more of the gifts of the spirit as well and we're going to go into that 
but it's totally different from the Old Testament. Quit looking for a prophet to tell you what's going to happen in your life because you have the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit would teach you all things. So when you put that prophet in that category, you are forgetting that you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Some people will wait to see, oh, let me see what this prophet is going to tell me. Is it, does this man belong to me? Is this the right one? Now, don't get me wrong. When you go to God and you ask God, God, is this man right for me? God, is, is this where I need to be? And your whole heart is open to him. God has sent a prophet to you and say, God heard you last night. And God said, no, that's not the one you need to be with. So you know that um, you spoke to God about that, and he's sending that prophet just to confirm what you had asked him about or what he has already told you. So we're putting prophets in a place that they should not be in, and that's how we're going to um, direct this teaching to let you know how they're supposed to operate in the body of Christ. And the fivefold, all of them operate according to Ephesians 4, 11, starting at 11 on down. So when we're going to go through all of that, but we got to clear up this stuff with people running to prophets everywhere. And the thing is, you're missing God because God um, don't have to uh, send prophets no more to your house. You know what he does? He speaks to you himself through the Holy Spirit. So if we will stay in the word of God and hear what the word is saying, and when we get in trouble and we feel like sometimes, God, I'm not hearing you, but you felt like you heard God. When God told you something, all of a sudden you come to church and somebody touch you on the shoulder and they begin to tell you exactly what you said to God last night. And you say, Lord, I thank you. You have heard me. That was a prophet coming in to confirm something that God has already spoken to you. So let's don't get it mixed up because when we get it mixed up, it's messed up. So I thank God for these teachings that we're having here at Miracle Temple because it will help people to understand where you sit, where you belong, and where you fit. Because some people are, are trying to fit. Um, I'm seeing a puzzle with the fivefold, and some people are trying to put a piece in place, and that's not your place. So that's why it ain't working. That's why it ain't fitting. And the thing that the Lord is telling me in all of these um, callings that um, Jesus left with the church it takes the word of God. It takes prayer. And if people are saying they're in the fivefold and they're more on the internet and they're more on Facebook than they're in the word of God, how are you going to help the body of Christ? You can tell them how to go to Facebook and how to do everything on Facebook, but you can't tell them where to find the scripture in the word of God. You know what we say sometimes? Well, I, wait a minute. Now, I, I know where that's at. Know. But you tell them to pull up Facebook. It's over there on the right-hand side and just scroll up a little bit, third row down. There it is, because that's what you spend most of your time with. But we need to spend most of our time in the word of God. And a prophet, I'm going to tell you something, to be a mouthpiece from God to bring correction to the church, you have to be in the word of God, because a prophet is not going to sit there. Nobody actually should sit there when the word of God is being spoken out, literally, and nobody want to bring correction when they know that's not what the word says. Something's wrong with that. Because the enemy know it takes the truth, knowing the truth, to make you free. So it's time for us to stay in the word of God so we'll know who we labor amongst, amongst. So we'll know these false teachers and these false prophets that's coming into the church unaware. Why? Because we're off. Because we're not where we need to be. We'll be able to detect who they are 
if we're in the word the way that we need to be in the word. So God will let you know who's amongst you and who's trying to throw you off where God would have for you to be. Amen. So this is what I want to do tonight on that. I want to open up with Jesus because we started with him, with the apostle. Um, So far, we've been teaching on um, the apostle. So this is what I'm going to do with the class. Um, Just doing a little refresher course. I think some uh, come up last time. The ones that came up last time, I think it was last week when I asked you to come up and tell a little bit about an apostle and what an apostle does. But what I want you to do is, if you studied this for yourself, just open your mouth and speak, and everything that has stuck with you, it's going to come out. Don't try to think about everything, but it's certain things that stuck out to you that maybe you didn't quite understand before you had this teaching. But now that you have had this teaching, now you understand how it's supposed to be in the body of Christ. Now, who want to come up first? Come on, Brother Hayes. Athea, the middle mic, right? Okay. You can leave it on, Brother Hayes, when you finish. What I got out of this about the five, four minutes with the apostle, uh, the example we gave with the building, it fits good because Jesus is the head of the church. He's the master builder. He's uh, architecture. And he gave the foundation uh, where everyone builds on that foundation that we had back when we studying the tabernacle. And this is the follow-on made it easy to remember. When they said Jesus was the high priest, he was an apostle being the high priest of our profession. He was talking about us being a believer of God. And then when they said Jesus sent me, God sent Jesus to deliver the word. And when he sent Jesus to deliver the word, he gave him power. And not only just power, he gave him authority. When he gave that power and authority, when we began to study, he said we received that same power. Uh, that is what we have to get in our head. What Jesus received, he said he will give it to you. And the only way we can get it is through studying. And by him being the master builder and the foundation being laid, and you get the fivefold minister being the prophet, the evangelist, the prophet, the preacher, the evangelist, and the teacher, when he began to teach on that, follow up on some of the same sermon that the pastor been teaching on us about Staying in your lane. If everyone worked together, there will be no problem in the church. Because everyone will have that which you have in every joint supplies, being you the individual, doing that which you're supposed to do. A teacher has the ability to send information to you very quickly and soft without wrath. And we find out that the the evangelist can teach, the prophet can teach, and the other ones can teach. But he also gives you the courage to teach. Because once you learn that word, Jesus said, you open your mouth, you send it out for you. That's one of the things we have to believe as we learn the word of God. When we studied about Jesus, was he sent Jesus to be... Uh, to send the word, he would give the word to you. And then we talked about the fivefold ministry. 
the prophet, the preacher, and the uh, teacher, uh, we gave uh, different uh, locations in the Bible where you could find the information. So whenever you left uh, this church, when you go home, you read back over those references and that information would stick. This is what I got out of it. I got the system down pat, how to study and to remember uh, the foundation itself when built correctly, stay in your lane. You will learn more than you thought you would. Amen. Come on, Tyson. Thank God. What I got out of it, um, Acts, in, the, in Acts, when Jesus was son, when Jesus was son, uh, he demonstrated uh, what apostles are supposed to be. But before he, before he chose these disciples, uh, he showed you the way it was supposed to be. He went up and he, he went into the mountains and he prayed, and he steered away from uh, the world. And this is what we have to do. He showed us. He showed us that it's all right to be alone by yourself, and just like if your cell phone ring uh, and you're in a crowd, you have to walk by yourself so you can hear. Jesus went up, but when he went up, he when he came down and he prayed, he came down and he picked his twelve disciples, and not only did he pick his twelve disciples, he took them in the midst of the people that had different. Uh, uh, beliefs, people that didn't believe, had people that had uh, that came in that had like uh, I guess they had different beliefs and and they was talking uh, about he he prayed he preached before them and he demonstrated that his power works before each of his disciples and then after he did that. He went out and, and gave them the opportunity. He taught them for 30 days and, and, and for, for three years. He, he taught these uh, disciples and he sent them out and let them get the opportunities to go into places where they ain't supposed to be. Sometimes we go into places for two and three years and we deal with, with people on our jobs in, in places that, that we feel uncomfortable but God knows the reason why he allow us to go through that so we can use all our tricks, everything that we do to find out that they don't work. And then we'll find out that all we got is him. And he did that with the disciples. And then he told them if they go out there and people don't accept them, he tell them to use it as your testimony against them and wipe, wipe the dust off your feet. That's what I like because Sometimes we talk to people, we go talk to people and they don't accept us. We feel just like that, that uh, we want to make them our friends. We want to compromise with the enemy. No, we got to do what does say the Lord and, and we have to stand for it and we have to be, uh, love God more than we love being with the world to, to, to move on and do does say the Lord. And sooner or later, you're going to find out that they're going to come right back to you. They'll come right back to you one by one and say, hey, 
I really respect what you did or I, I, I appreciate what you did. And this is what I like about Jesus. He demonstrated and he showed that his power, um, it works and he stood on there and the, and the apostles, uh, pastor, I, I want to thank God for her because, uh, I got so much respect for her just to know what she do. And it caught my uninvited attention. And by me knowing that all the walks that pastor does, um, it's awesome. She's got a gift and I want that. And I know that and I'm, I'm honoring, I'm honoring the God that's in her more than I'm honoring what I like to do. And I told y'all last week, I'm excited. I'm still excited. And you can run back and tell that. <laughs> Is there anyone else? Amen. Um, make mine quick. <laughs> uh, what I what um, means a lot to me is Matthew sixteen eighteen, where um, Jesus where he were asking the disciples, "Who do men say that I am?" And um, some were saying that he was a prophet, and and they really didn't know. You know, people had their own opinion on who Jesus was. And uh, Peter said, thou art the Christ. And so Jesus told Peter that, um, you know, call him stone. And he said, upon this rock, I will build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So upon that truth, thou art the Christ. Because... um, uh, you know, it's all, it's all about Jesus. People uh, back then, you know, we, or even today, they had, you know, you had a religious sector and uh, people just had their, you know, just, you know, traditional man making the word of God a non-effect, but they need to know who Jesus was. Cause, you know, a lot of people didn't even um, believe that Jesus was the son of the living God. So... Um, so that's why he wanted to know from them, who do people say I am? Who do men say I am? Said, thou art the Christ. So on that truth, his church was built. So Jesus was walking as an apostle and ambassador um, here, one who was sent because he was from another place. He was from heaven. So ambassadors, they're sent to other countries. So Jesus was sent here on earth to um, do a work. So he, we came with a job to, um, to have build his truth on, his church on that truth. Thou art the Christ. So he needed the disciples, which started, they started out as disciples. You know, we know there were many disciples, but Jesus selected 12 of them to become apostles. And they, they followed him. They were taught by him. That's why they were called the, the disciples, of, I mean, the apostles of the Lamb. And because um, they were taught and they saw the, the miracles, signs and wonders, and they learned firsthand they walked with him. And uh, when they died, of course, um, then there were, there were apostles after that who did not actually walk with Jesus and see firsthand what he did. So those were ascension apostles, which I did not put that part on my test because I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> anyhow, um, 
So the main thing is to base who Jesus is. Our, the jobs of the apostle is to get that truth throughout to everybody, weave into people's understanding. So it, it, because he's a builder and he's a, a, a corrector, he's a, an ambassador, I mean, an apostle is a, 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 a stares up the gifts and the people so they can get the work done here on earth, which goes back to the fivefold, which that job is to um, perfection of the uh, church and, and, uh, and the five of the saints, right about Ephesians 4, 11 uh, until... So um, anyway, the apostle's job is to set up and to build, to get everything in order, in line with, with um, the truth that, of who Jesus is, that um, he's Jesus, the chief cornerstone. Uh, he's the master builder. So everything has to be built upon the rock, built upon Jesus Christ. So that's who Jesus was. He was an, an apostle, and then he produced apostles and you know, and so forth and so on, so that truth can get out into all the world. Amen. Is there anyone else? That's it. Kathy said what Kathy had to say. Um, learned about Jesus being the um, um, walking as an apostle, um, how he called the um, the twelve, how he chose them. Um, they were the sent ones. But what I especially like, because I never heard it before, um, doing these teachings that we learned, um, I never heard them called the apostles of the Lamb. That they um, were the actual ones that walked with Jesus. Maybe some of y'all heard that before, but I ain't never heard that before. And I've never heard um, them, the fivefold, um, you know, called the uh, the ascension gifts. I never heard that. And what I especially like, and um, if you have like a, um, you know, everything apostle taught, when it comes to an apostle, if you have a true apostle that is really um, sent by God, um, they're going to lay that solid foundation, um, which is Christ, and they build from that up. And how um, that apostle stirs up that gift that is in you so that you can do what Christ has called you to do and I know that to be really evident here in this ministry I can't speak for you but I can speak for me I see how you know she be just you know pushing and pushing not that she's pushing sometimes um you know it's the word of God coming as she's speaking and it'll really minister to you and help you get in that place that um you're supposed to be in and um especially the govern part because I don't know about y'all, but when I'm out of line in distribution or some of the other stuff I serve in, Lord, Father, she'll come up in there and she'll govern with the authority that God has um, given her to get the stuff laid out the way that the Lord wanted to be laid out so it ain't no, you know, foolishness and stuff going on. So, you know, she's really governed. And, and raising up leaders, I mean, strong leaders, not like, you know, wimpy leaders that'll be afraid to do what God has called them to do. I'm, I'm, I'm real thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ 
for um, our apostle because even before she done that, did this teaching on the apostle, I never questioned that she was an apostle. I knew she was an apostle who was sent by God because I know that God would not put me in anything that didn't really have a solid foundation because I didn't want to waver as to what I believe. So I'm, I'm really thankful for him raising um, apostle up and how, um, you know, he's... Um, you know, a master builder because nobody can come into a place and build something um, and it be like God wanted to be except they're a master builder and except they be called of the Holy Spirit. Like this place here before we came, I came at the um, second location. I think it was the second one over there on Front Street. And I remember I was just coming and I was just visiting and I remember I come up in here in the... Uh, they didn't have um, no carpet and stuff, and it was kind of messed up in here. And I think me and Debbie came with the, um, I, don't, I wasn't a member as of yet, but when they said they were coming over here, I wanted to come too. And so when I came, I knew the first time I came that God was going to place me here in this ministry. You know, and I really thank God for the stuff that we get. If you question, this ain't a part of it, but if you question that you ain't under an apostle, something ain't right. Because we are, we're getting this good stuff. Anyone want to share, Jamie? I just want to add that <clears throat> we're how blessed we are to be taught that, you know, no matter what, calling that any of us have on our lives that we know we have to remain humble and no i mean it's like in this ministry we're taught you know that it's all about god and it's all about him and that's how it should be you know because our righteousness is filthy rags and and we we should see you know god as he sees he wants us to to see us you know look at G, he's looking at jesus not us and that's that's what how it should be. I mean, there's nobody who should ever think that no matter if you're a teacher, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, or what have you, an apostle, we should never get above God and He's He's always first and we should remain humble because that's that's what attracts me is when I see somebody who's got a heart for God and they they know that God it's all about him and it's not about you. And just to see them walk in that humility, and that's when you see that authority and that power, and that's that's what people see the glory the glory of God, and that's just what stands out to me is we got to, you know, be in a place and let God do what He needs to do. Amen. Amen. Was there anyone else? I just got a little something. Um, the teacher made you realize um, how God is a God of order, and, and it makes you uh, appreciate how he's a God of order and how when he came, he didn't come to make a name for himself. It seemed like he just, you know, come to do the work of his father, and it spoke for him. Um 
even how Apostle taught on um, every joint supplying, um, that stood out to me how, you know, we need one another to come together to for the working in the ministry and how um, God gave me a picture of, you know, us coming together. Um, it's like fitting a puzzle together and seem like when we get on one accord and in love and in unity, it's not overwhelming to the apostle and she can move forward in ease and in the spirit of the Lord. I didn't understand that it was a a lot that apostle had to go through to get where she at. And I understand now that how Jesus, the way he taught them and the way he trained them into what they became apostles of the lamb and how that is Apostle Paul, how he was chosen by Jesus to do what he did, even though he had to go through what he went through in order, but he still stood. He continued to do what God had told him to do and how he encouraged Timothy and how Apostle always encouraging us, how she, it makes it plain and understandable that in you in leadership, you got to be in Clem so that we can be on one accord with the teachings that she has so that we can get and stay in our spot that we're in. Amen. And I want to add that what stuck out to me is an apostle is so important. And when pastor was teaching, she was saying that uh, whenever you're in this traditional churches, how the pastor tries to carry all the weight on them. And to have that apostle, to, we got this apostle right here in front of us, and she teaches us, and it builds us up to let us know who we're supposed to be. And, it's, and, it, and I just want to say I thank you for standing in humility. I thank you for... Um, um, I thank you for... Um, um, you, you walk in humility, you praise for us and you just, you build us up. You, you just, you, you do so much. And I just want to say, I appreciate you. And, and I'm just so grateful that I'm up under this ministry. The one that I like the scripture was Hebrews 3, um, where it was talking about consider our high priest and apostle, um, Jesus Christ. And it took me back to the order of the church um, with Jesus being our high priest, our intercessor, and then him being our apostle, a sent one by God. Um, and with the definition of what an apostle is, one with the one that sent him. God sent Jesus, and he was one. He was God when he came. He is one with the one that sent him. 
He only speak the words that the Father gave him. And with apostle, it's the same way. Not saying that apostle is Jesus. We know apostle is not Jesus. But she is one with the one that sent her. So, and I'm going to say this, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's for all of us. We got God the Father, we got God the Son, we got God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, and all of us that have the Holy Spirit, we're God the Holy Spirit. And that's the way I look at apostles. Okay, is that it? Can y'all give Kwana the mic? Because the ones that's on the uh, online have to hear you. Um, what really stuck out to me and what I really enjoyed and made me feel real warm on the inside is whenever you did that demonstration, you know, with the roof being you, the apostle, and the teachers, and the evangelists going out, bringing in, and then hospitality and helps make it a nice, cozy, warm home. That just really broke it down and stuck with me, and it made me just feel so connected. You know how we are one body, you know, and we all need it, and it just connected everything, and I just thank God for that (laughs) demonstration. Amen. I want to say this right here. Um, (laughs) Thank you, brother. I want to say this right here. I was, um, with the teaching that you guys have been getting, I had turned on the television today, and the stuff that y'all been getting, they're talking about it now on television about how you got to stay in the word and how you got to put the word before you put Facebook. And when you're on Facebook, that don't, you don't need to be scrolling in and out because it takes you out of your place with the word. You're supposed to just place a scripture up there for them to know who you are and shut it off and not worry about what everybody else is doing or telling them what you do and what that have to do with the word. So it was one thing that caught my eye that we was talking about in leadership how that when you know somebody is doing something that they should not be doing, you're supposed to go to that person no matter who that person is because that word is going to help them to get where they need to be. So as I was looking at this illustration, I don't know if y'all saw it, it was um, two guys that was on a cliff and they heard somebody in the woods and they turned around and they said, oh, that's so-and-so. But the person that they saw was blind. So the other guy said, well, let's go help him. But his friend said, no, we don't need to help him because if we help him, he's going to think that he can't do nothing himself. He said, but how do you know that he don't know what he's doing right now? He's blind. He said, no, you don't want to mess with him. You want him just to go right by himself. You want to leave him alone. So as the guy was coming down um, the, the steep hill, he was you know, going to go off. And the other guy said, I'm going to holler at him now because he need help. He need to be told he's going in the wrong direction. He said, like I told you, you don't want to mess with him because you're going to make him feel like he can't do nothing himself. So as the guy got closer, the other guy getting ready to holler at him, and the guy put his hand over his mouth, and the guy, the, the guy that was blind heard him. He said, hello, is anybody there? And the guy said, yeah, how you doing? But he still had the man mouth covered. So he said, um, I'm lost. Can you help me? I'm, I, I feel like I am got off in the wrong direction. 
And the guy said, oh, you're doing well. You're doing well. And the guy said, no, no. He said, no, you're doing well. You're doing very well. So he said, okay, thank you. And guess what? He went off the cliff. So what is this saying? This is what I've been telling you guys for the longest. When you see your brother or sister doing wrong, you don't listen to people to say, no, just leave them alone. Leave them to themselves. They'll get it one day. Pray for them. This is what the body of Christ is doing. If you got so much word in you and you in the word the way you're supposed to, if Teresa's getting ready to fall off a cliff and maybe Teresa is not in the place she need to be, then if she's going to go off that cliff and you're watching her go off that cliff, you're going to let her die when you can give her a life which comes from the word? You're going to let her die because she thinks she know everything? No, you don't do it that way. When you know what the word is saying, I don't care who it is, from the pulpit down, if you see somebody going off in the wrong direction, don't wait on no prophet to come in the house to tell them. God gave that to you because you saw that person. Ain't no time to be showing all 32. Ain't no time to be saying, I can't go to this one. Let me tell you something. When you go to them, if they don't take the word, the blood is off of your hand. So if they fall off that cliff, the devil cannot make you feel guilty to say, see, you should have told them. See, don't wait. Go home and pray. When you see what's going on, it don't take prayer. It takes the word of God. Prayer is going to God and saying, God, should I tell him? You have the Holy Spirit right there. He's with you now. Holy Spirit, I need your help. I can't go to Teresa, but I see her getting ready to fall, and you're showing it to me. How do I handle this concerning Teresa? Holy Spirit is going to give you a scripture to meet her where she is. We are too silent in the body of Christ, and we're watching people die spiritually because we're worrying about what they might say, how they might say it to us, or they got more word in them than I have in me. Who am I to tell them everything? You are a child of the king. So don't let nobody fall off a cliff. So we got people that's walking blindly and people not bringing correction to them because they're afraid they're going to come at them some kind of way. No, don't think of yourself as one of the least in the body of Christ. If you're in the word of God, what you have learned, it matters because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. So quit keeping your mouth closed. If it line up with the word, and you know the Holy Spirit has given it to you, you need to pull that person aside before they fall off a cliff. Quit sitting there and wait. That's called a spirit of sabotage. And the enemy is using you to play a part in the spirit of sabotage. Anything you don't understand, the Bible tells you what? Wisdom is the principal thing. But in all you're getting, get what? Because if you don't get understanding, wisdom ain't going to do you no good, is it? So you need to get understanding, and if you don't get understanding, the enemy keeps adding to that, adding to that, then it is not actually what the person said. You done got it in your head, you done gave it to somebody else, and everybody else is putting that person in a place that that person was not supposed to be in because somebody did not go say something. So don't let people fall off a cliff, y'all. It's people dying, people that are saved. <laughs> Because we don't want to say nothing. We just walk by. Well, if they want to go to hell, let them go to hell. You might be the one to stop them from going to hell. Amen. Is that all we have? Do we have any announcements before we close? Okay. Can we have the deacons for our offering and then we will dismiss.